to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, everyone. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, April 9, 2018, somewhere in the beautiful ocean, um, celebrating my 35th wedding anniversary with my sweetheart. And we are actually, I think, headed to St. Thomas. We'll be pulling in St. Thomas tomorrow. So this is just a wonderful time for me, but I didn't forget all of my listeners and all of those who count and depend on Successful Woman Radio for their dose of positive motivation and an environment where you can come and know that you're going to get information that you can put to use right away in your business. So I want to welcome everybody to the show and uh, just want to let you know ahead of time I am using internet service on the ship, and so there might be a variation in my sound or my voice, or if it cuts off completely, just hang on. I'll be dialing right back into the show, okay? Just want to let you know those things ahead of time. So I guess you're saying Trina really means it. She says the show will be on every Monday, rain, sleet, or snow, and regardless of the holidays or where she's at, you better believe it. Successful Woman Radio is a true passion of mine um, because it reaches so many people. You know, over this last 10 plus years that we have come on the air live every single Monday, you know, we've had more than a half million downloads of the show. We've had people from all over the world get advice that they can put to use. And that's what I love about this show. And you should know that it comes from a place of the deepest sincerity and warmth and love to want all women to be successful at whatever endeavor they pursue. And so that is exactly why um, I continue to move forward with Successful Woman Radio. So I want to go ahead and just share with you uh, some of the things that we're going to experience on the show today. Got a great lineup prepared for you, of course. I am going to be bringing up the five questions to generate cash in 2018. And of course, I will be ending the final excerpt from the book, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits by Joyce Meyer. Now, I read the last chapter of the book. What I want to do is I want to go over just a few uh, things that she shares with us as far as breaking habits that really are not contributing to us having a successful and joyful life, right? So I want to bring those things to view um, and share those with you. So we'll be going over that in just a little bit. And then, of course, our theme for all of this month of April is spring your business into success. You know, just like the rejuvenation of nature occurs during springtime, you see all of the flowers blossom, you know, um, all of the animals seem to be out and happy, the butterflies, you start seeing a lot of activity going on with nature, you know, it's also a time to reflect back on your business for the first quarter and make corrections and enhancements to move your business forward in the areas, for example, of goals 
marketing, more clients and customers, and of course, that beautiful word I love so much, profit, right? Because after all, you are in business to make money. And sometimes I think as small business owners, that solo entrepreneur mode, we forget. We get caught up sometimes in the excitement of business or the fun part of business, and we don't really pay close attention to actually what's going on in the business, what's driving our profit potential, um, what's driving our ability to attract more people to our services or products. And that's something that we cannot allow, okay? So our hot topic for today will be mastering goal setting. Now, I think it's important that we start looking at goal setting from the perspective of the CEO instead of the perspective of the laborer, because I think sometimes we do look at it that way. We say, oh, okay, there are a lot of goals that I want to accomplish, and we start looking at it from the perspective of a laborer, and we get completely overwhelmed because we say, my goodness, how am I going to actually accomplish all of these particular goals. So today I'm going to be sharing with you, and I hope that you've got your your Successful Woman Radio Journal or your notepad in hand, because today I'm going to be sharing with you some really valuable tips on literally how, how to become a master goal setter as the CEO of your company. And so that's going to be very, very important. I want to just uh, talk about news happening in the business world, what's going on. Um, you know, you may have been listening to CNN or Microsoft Money or any of the news shows, and you may have seen a lot of to do um, going on about Donald Trump, Facebook, Russia. You've been hearing a lot about that, right? And there's been a lot of scrutiny brought upon the data company, the social media uh, marketing and data company that was hired by Donald Trump's team to provide them with intelligence on a group of people um, to, to help them understand how to market to those people, how to make things happen. And, of course, that data company chose Facebook. And so they were actually able to work with Facebook and come up with a really good intelligence data based on, you know, a person's likes, dislikes out of 50 million people, perhaps who was more likely to vote for Donald Trump. You know, they came up with all of this information and this data. And so, you know, everyone's saying that it's just such a big violation of privacy, right? And so I want to correct a lot of you who may be thinking the same thing. It's a violation of privacy. Guess why? We don't pay attention to things we click off and agreeing when we sign up for stuff. All, all our line is on is we want this service or we want to be a part of this. And we just start clicking agreeing without actually reading the actual agreement itself. But there's an actual part of Facebook's agreement that lets us know that they're going to be sharing uh, data that they get. Um, from its users for the purpose of marketing, for the purpose of academics, for the purpose of research. Uh, they're going to be sharing this data. And so, of course, Facebook, that's what they, they are known for. They are known for reaching the largest human audience in the world, right? And they are known for being extremely smart early on in keeping metrics and data 
and how their users are using Facebook and where they're going, where they're traveling to, what they're reading. And you may not believe it, but here's the big thing. How you look at things, what you click on, what you read, what you purchase are all part of data mining on Facebook. Knows what you like. For example, you may have not even been on Facebook, but you may have may have just been surfing for a sofa or for a bedroom suit or for a computer, and you may have clicked on a page and you may have read about a particular computer. And then when you pull up on Facebook, you'll start seeing um, ads on the right-hand column for the very things that you were already searching for. Well, that's an example of data mining and intelligence, right? So when someone whose information that you've seen outside of Facebook is marketing on the Internet, they have now in most marketing, especially on Facebook, where uh, the same people who were looking at your information, they can put that same information in front of you while you're on Facebook, right? And so you should know all of this. You should you should understand and be very mindful of when you are signing that dotted line or when you're checking off that you agree to something. You need to know what you're agreeing to. And so um, from the very beginning of Facebook's existence, they were very, very smart in the very beginning with their business model. Their first business model was to give everything away for free. You can talk to your family. Oh, look how great that is. You can connect with little Johnny who's off in college. You can talk to your mom who you don't get to see very often. You can do all of these things. And then they impacted it even more on Facebook by saying, hey, congratulations. Now, if you're a business, we have fan pages. And now you can market your business. You could do all of these different things. So it's been a progressive business model that Facebook has had all along. I can guarantee you this wasn't something that they just came up with. This was already in the business model. And so now where is Facebook going? Facebook is going into catering more to the corporate world. They had to figure out a way to attract the corporate world to pump millions of dollars into Facebook advertising. And the only way that they could do that was by using us, the users, right, to mine more data, to get more stuff uh, and, and help corporate advertisers know how to intelligently market to different types of people. So why am I bringing all of this up? Because sometimes when you're a small business, sometimes when you're a solo entrepreneur, you may have a tendency to think that, you know, because you are small, you shouldn't be marketing like the corporate world or you shouldn't be thinking as big as large corporations and, and marketing your business or using some of this data, this mining intelligence that Facebook has available. But I'm here to tell you wrong. If you're thinking that way, wrong. And this is what you need to understand. It is out there for all of us to use, but you start using it. And you don't have to have a lot of money um, at this time to start marketing on Facebook. You can start off with as little as, you know, $25 a month. And I've had people to tell me that they get results even doing $5 a day. So again, I think what you have to look at is, you know, start learning uh, about Facebook marketing, about how to place ads. And I want to give you a quick resource for that because this gentleman, 
has been there from the very beginning, and I really love everything that he does. He's an excellent teacher, and his name is Chris Record. Chris Record, and uh, you can check out his Facebook fan page, facebook.com forward slash Chris Record, R-E-C-O-R-D. And Chris Record started out just by, you know, selling T-shirts on Facebook, and then He was doing well with that, but then when he started doing Facebook advertising, his business started quadrupling literally overnight, and he has made millions of dollars uh, not only selling products on Facebook, but teaching others how to do the same thing. And Chris has a lot of, um, he has, he does, he has a lot of free resources out there uh, that you can learn about. And if you go, I believe, to Chris dot com. Uh, you can learn more about who he is and what he does, and of course, um, that will his his domain name will take you straight to Facebook because he uses Facebook so very much. But start following him and start looking at some of the things that he offers. He has his fan page structured pretty good, so I think you can find some of the free resources and different things that you uh, that he offers. Also. I want to recommend that you go on YouTube and listen to some of Chris's uh, videos as well. Very, very good information. Again, ladies, listen, I'm, I'm trying to relate to you the fact that we can no longer just be laborers in our business, but we have to be the CEO. We have to have a bird's eye view of what's going on outside of our business as well as inside of our business. And that's not going to happen unless we take action and start doing it. And again, I brought up the fact that there was so much weekend on the news with Donald Trump and Facebook and using Facebook. And of course, as you know, Mark Zuckerberg will be interviewed by Congress uh, this week on that very same thing. But again, we all, when we click that agreement on Facebook, we all have agreed and allowed Facebook to data mine our usage of Facebook. Now, they're not going to give away our what we call private information, social security numbers, birth dates, all that kind of thing. However, they are going to be able to let other advertisers and individuals who want to take use of their service, they're going to want to let them know what our um, our emotions are. They're going to want to uh, let them know what our psyche is, you know, who is most who is most likely to vote for a particular person or who's most likely to buy a certain product or a certain item, right? So again, this is what you need to understand and this is what you need to take use of. And so I want you guys to get in the habit of going ahead and learning about Facebook advertisement. And the reason I say this is because I believe that within the next six months to a year, that you will not be able to just freely market your business on Facebook. Let me give you a little tip on what I'm talking about. So you guys know I've been keeping you up to date on what's going on on Facebook for a little bit now. And one of the things that I learned was that you on your personal page, because you have the freedom of speech and Facebook gives you the freedom to put mostly anything that you want to on your page, So when you're marketing your business on your personal page, guess what I discovered? Facebook is now preventing that information from showing up on the news feed. That's right. So you may have put a flyer out or you may have had people to say, well, I used to see your stuff all the time, but I don't see it anymore. Well, guess what? 
Facebook announced more than a year ago that it was changing the dynamics of how each of its um, divisions were being used on Facebook, how its groups were being used, how its personal pages were being used, how its um, fan pages were being used. And so they made us aware of the fact that for uh, personal pages, they only want you sharing just that personal information. But should you choose to put flyers, images, graphics, links, uh, leading to something that someone has to buy or what have you, they reserve the right not to allow that to go out on the news feed for all of your friends to see. And that's exactly, that's exactly what they have done. Now, with that said, there are some exceptions to the rule because Facebook is still experimenting with their live video feature. If you do a live video, then they're going to let it be shown to all of your news feed, right? But if it's a graphic design or, it's, or if it's text or a link leading outside of Facebook to another uh, web page or lead page, then you will find out. You're thinking that, okay, it was accepted because I see it on my personal page. But what you need to know is that it is probably not going to be shown on the news feed, which is where it counts because your news feed shows up. Anything that you post shows up on your friend's news feed, right? So I just wanted to give you all of that quick tidbit because we've got to keep our eye on Facebook. We've got to pay attention to trends and different things that are happening uh, because they impact our business. And I don't want us to wait three or five, three to five years from now and say, oh, if I would have only started advertising on Facebook, I could have had a boost in my business. No, the time for you to do it is right now. Well, enough about that. I'm going to go ahead and move right into um, five ways, five questions to generate cash in 2018. As you know, I'm always bringing these questions up. I'm, I'm going to do it every single Monday. Many of you have written, emailed me, texted and say, hey, I keep getting different answers every time I, I, I look at these questions and answer these questions. Exactly, right? That's why I bring them up every single Monday, because they are designed to help you to move your business forward and to get you to dig deep beneath the surface so that you can be the CEO you need to be for your business. Here's number one. What must I do to achieve my sales goals this week or month? Again, what must I do to achieve my sales goals this week or month? You know, this question is very important because at the end of the day, we all, as CEOs of our businesses, need to be focused on the money that's coming into the business. And I don't think that we're focused on that enough. I think sometimes we can have a little bit too much activity that really bringing the money in with the business. So I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to hurt any feelings. I see that our board is completely tapped out. Um, by the way, and so if you have people that you shared the show with or, or had someone in particular that you wanted to be on the show, make sure that they know that they can listen still to the show live by going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash successful woman radio. I just wanted to uh, quickly pop that in there because the board is now completely full. So somebody did today is needing to hear this, and so I hope that it falls on the right ears. Listen. I want you to know and I want you to understand that just because something is important to you as you're moving along in business, it doesn't mean anything if it's not important uh, to, for making money. And I don't know any other way to put that because 
I think a lot of us are playing the game of business instead of being in business, and it's two different things. Playing the game of business means that, hey, you're excited, you keep your calendar full, you seem to be doing a lot of activity, you seem to be talking to a lot of people, you're saying that you've got a lot to do every single day, and oh my gosh, I'm so busy, I don't know what to do. What, how am I going to get all of this done? But the funny thing about it is all of the things that you've got to get done don't have a darn thing to do with bringing in money. And I need for you as the CEO of your company, I need for you to, to listen to that. I need for you to receive that because you're not going to start making money until you focus on the very things that can make you money. Now, I know for some people that might have stung a little bit, right? Um, but I'm just here to tell you, I've been talking to too many business women who are telling me that they're not making money. Well, listen, you're in business to make money. And one of the most important things about this business that you're in is that as the CEO, you need to know and understand what your sales goals are, what you're trying to accomplish. Here's number two. Am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads? And, of course, this is very important because without leads, you can't really have a business because leads help us to properly put people in the, in the right categories of whether they are uh, hot prospects, of whether they are um, warm prospects, you know, somebody that you can probably convert over to a hot prospect or if they're just general contacts. So leads help us in a lot of ways, but we have to market before we can get people that might be interested in what we have. And, and you can't do that until you have developed a full marketing system. Here's number three. Have I identified a minimum of three new people to talk with daily about the benefits of using my services or products? Now, if you really want to know if you're getting out there and being the ambassador for your company and you're really sharing with people who you are, what you do, and how you can benefit them, ask yourself this question. Have you identified three new people to talk with daily? At the end of the week, are you seeing 15 new people in your contact list? Um, what's the result? Have you actually spoken with them? Have you followed up? Here's number four. What are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? Now, business goals, sales goals of number one, when I said, what must I do to achieve sales? That's all a part of your business goals. But I, I pulled that apart because sales is just so important. However, you also need to be looking at your business goals as a whole as well. What are your financial goals? What are your marketing goals? What are your promotion goals, right? You, you've got to be looking at that and other business goals uh, specific to your industry that really should be right there on the list. And last but not least, here's number five and the five questions to generate cash in 2018. What must I change about my leadership? to move my business forward. Again, what must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? Well, we're talking about leadership today as it pertains to mastering goal setting. But I just want to say this. I am convinced more than ever that when there is something going on, when you're not getting the results that you want to get in your business, I really believe that it has more to do with leadership than it has to do with the actual process itself. Uh, I'm saying that firsthand, being transparent from my own mistakes, from my own pigheadedness, uh, 
um, I'm letting you know right now that most of that uh, most of the time your lack of leadership could be holding your business back. And so you need to be very clear and very focused, first of all, on what role should you be playing in your business? You know, do you have a written position description for yourself as the CEO of your company? Now, I'm going to just say this right now because I, I know this to be the case. Many of you who have listened to me say this for years now, still don't have a position description for the role you're playing in your business, okay? I'm just going to call all of you out on the carpet right now. I want you this week, for those of you that don't have a position description, I want you this week to start writing it, to get start getting it done. It shouldn't take that long. Just do a one-page bullet point list of what you're expecting yourself to be doing every week as the CEO of your company. And if you look at it from the perspective that if you had to hire somebody to run your business, what reports, what information would you be expecting them to give you every week so that you could have a bird's eye view over your business, okay? And that helps you a lot. Also, you can go and take a look, go to Google and pop in sample uh, job descriptions of a vice president. Those will give you an example, perhaps, of some of the bullet points that you want to put in your own position description. But you actually should already have this. And see, that's what I'm saying. Oftentimes, you have women who are starting businesses, and because they are micro business owners, small business owners, they are not putting the importance of certain big business um, tasks, they're not putting those important in the business because they don't think they're big enough. But we're never going to be big enough if we don't start acting big, right? We don't start stepping up to the plate and being those CEOs that we need to be. So there you have it, ladies, five questions to generate cash. Write them down, start working on them, ask them of yourself as often as you need to, to get yourself to move to the next level. Remember, you and you alone have the power to create your streams of abundance, and it all begins with you taking swift and immediate action. So that's going to be very, very important for you to do. I want to go ahead now, and I want to go right into um, our book club book of the month that we've been reading for, well, we actually chose this book probably for the first quarter, but we're ending it now. And then let's consider these next two weeks after today. It's kind of like spring break from the book club, and then we'll start back up in May with a new book. So all this time we've been reading from the book, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits, um, and it's just been an excellent book. It's helped me a lot. I plan on uh, reading the book over again. I plan on really looking at some areas um, in the book that have helped me, and I want to delve deeper. And I hope that you will add this book to your success library. Now, you do have a success library, right? What's that, you might ask? It's a, it's a set of books that you can pick up at any time, even if you've read them once or twice or even more than that, some I've set of books that can add some serious value to your business and to your life. 
And so you want to make sure that you have them um, available to you any time that you want to access them. That's your success library because they're going to give you tips. They're going to give you resources. Think of it this way. Most of the time, each expert that writes a book has 10 plus years of experience. If you have 100 books, right, if you have 100 books in your success library, you've got over 1,000 years of wisdom in your library, uh, but you can't just look at it that way, right? You've got to also read the books. You've got to absorb it and then ask yourself the question, how can I apply this information to my life and how can I implement it? And, and those of you who do, you know the value of reading really good books and how they can change your life, okay? Very, very important. So I want to go ahead and I want to go to the summary part of the book, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits, because she gives some really good advice here. Um, she says, when you want to make or break a habit, do the following. She says, choose one area and just simply begin. Don't, you know, don't allow yourself to get overwhelmed with everything. Just choose one. Okay, hello everyone. Thanks so much again. Again, hello everyone. Thanks so much again for um, holding on. As you know, I announced at the very beginning of the show that I am doing the show today from the beautiful uh, Royal Caribbean ship, Harmony of the Seas. And so um, the Wi Fi is going to be a little bit up and down. And so I did. Um, I did have to log back in. I see everybody dialing back in. I'm going to go ahead and begin with um, the excerpt from Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits. So where I was is that she did talk about in her book at the end of the summary that you should choose one area when you're trying to improve habits. You should choose one area and begin, and don't feel overwhelmed by all of the changes that are needed. She says, one thing at a time, one day at a time is always going to be the best plan. Next, she says, be clear about what you want to accomplish. And I can't talk enough about clarity and how important that is. She says, pray and secure God's help. She says, focus on doing the right thing instead of not doing the wrong thing. We overcome evil with good. And I, I believe that, you know, sometimes there are things you want to improve in your life, but you're so focused on the failure of it all and not being able to do something that you're not focusing on the good part of it. And so she's saying, focus on the good things, right? Focus on Focus on the things that you have control over and what you can do, right? She says, don't expect instant results. Be prepared to be committed for 21 to 30 days and longer if necessary. I'm here to tell you some habits that I've had that I needed to break have taken me six months or longer to break, right? But what I've learned is that you must do it consistently um, day after day. If you break your consistency, then you very well may have to start back over because the habit hasn't done it enough for your subconscious mind to catch up and say, oh, this is what this person desires. This is what they want to do. So your subconscious may be still wanting to hold you back from some, some of the negative habits that, that you, you have instilled, right? So you want to be careful about that. 
Um, she says, develop a support system to help you remember the new habit you are developing, such as put signs up where you will see them often throughout the house, at your desk. Depend on the Holy Spirit to remind you when you get off track. This is that's one of my favorite pieces of advice is depend on the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is that inner voice within you that will tell you when you're doing something wrong or right, even when you and your conscious mind have the opposite um, you have the opposite thought. So yes, the Holy Spirit can definitely keep you on track with this. And then she says, ask a friend or family member to remind you if you're reverting into your old ways. But you know, you have to be careful about this because you want to, this is me now, but you want to, if you get somebody to kind of like be your accountability partner, you want to get someone who's not judgmental. You want to have someone who um, someone who is objective and who's willing to be truthful with you, but in a loving manner. You don't want someone who really isn't, wasn't for you in the first place of trying to break this habit or, or, or what have you, or someone that seems to always be on the street of negative. That's not what you want. So be careful about that part. She says, line up your thoughts and words with what you want to see happen. And that is so very true. So you can't just be saying, I'm never going to lose weight. I'm never going to lose weight. You need to turn that around and say, I'm so excited about the 20 pounds I'm getting ready to lose. I'm so excited about exercising, about taking walks in the fresh air. I'm so excited for all of the benefits it's getting ready to give me. You've got to turn it around and you've got to line up your thoughts, as she said, and words with what you want to see happen. And she says, celebrate every day of success. You know, if if you had a good day because you exercised when you said you were, or you cut down on eating, or you drunk more water, um, or you you actually planned out your week for the business week, give yourself a, a prize, right? Celebrate, be excited because you won. When you make mistakes, she says, shake off the disappointment and keep going forward. And this is one of the areas where I feel as women that we have something in common, because as women, we have this tendency to be extremely emotional about a lot of things. Even when we say we're not emotional, I find that we really are, right? And so we need to stop being so emotional about not accomplishing certain things or about about not um I would say following through on what we say we want to do. And if, if it doesn't happen, we need to be loving of ourselves and we need to shake it off and keep moving because as long as we focus and procrastinate on it and it starts saying, I knew I wasn't going to lose weight. I knew, you know, I've been trying to do this for this many years now. As long as we have that attitude, um, I knew this business wasn't going to work. I don't know why I bought this business opportunity or I don't know why I started this. You start questioning yourself and going into a, again, you start driving on the street of negativity, then you're just feeding that into your subconscious mind. And hey, you need to understand the subconscious mind is powerful. It controls more than 92% of all bodily functions, including your mind. And so again, it's what drives you to do the things you do. And so a lot of times we've got a lot of gunk in our subconscious. And when you're working on a better habit, you're writing over that hard drive in your subconscious to get it to receive and accept the good things, okay? She says, don't be discouraged by how far you have to go and then never give up. 
that word should be in your vocabulary, your vocabulary. Never, never, ever give up. It's so important. So, so very important. Okay, so there you have it. And we have just put an end to our book club book of the month, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits by Joyce Myers. Add it to your business library. Get your copy today um, and read it. Ladies, read it. Some really, really good nuggets in there. Next, what I want to do um, is I am going to go ahead and get us started on our topic. Uh, As you know, again, uh, spring your business into success is our overall theme for the month of April. And today's during goal setting, okay? So I want to take a look at goal setting again from a different perspective, and that's from the view of the CEO of the visionary, because there are so many factors that go into developing and maintaining a successful business. But this I know for sure. It starts with mastering the goals you set from a leadership position. So, ladies, there is no such thing as an absentee business owner or an absentee CEO. And that's exactly what's happening in the businesses of many today. You know, you can set goals all day long, but if there is no leader to drive the goals, ensure that they are being delegated and carried out, then those goals, ladies, those goals are not going to be accomplished. So first, let's take a look at goal setting from the CEO's position, okay? So as you know, the CEO is really responsible for being the visionary of the company, for setting the company's goals, for making sure that the goals are clear for the managers, for the laborers, okay? So as a CEO and having that bird's eye view, from a goal setting perspective, you should want to know the sales goals that are being achieved. You should want to know products are being delivered on time, right? That's very important. The products are also being manufactured if that pertains to your business. And then you should want to know that service workflows are being carried out for each client. So if you have a service business, there's a workflow pattern. There's a certain type of, uh, of pattern that should be done in order to service the client. And then delegated tasks are being followed up on. Again, delegated tasks are being followed up on. So as a CEO, that's your responsibility. But here's the big thing. When you are the laborer in your business, meaning when you've got your mind focused on doing all of the grunt work, on all of the busy work in business, and you're not following up as a CEO of your company, then things are going to fall by the wayside. You're not going to be focused on sales. You're not going to be focused on profit. You're not going to be focused on marketing. You're just going to be focused on the busy work. And that's what I was trying to tell you ladies in the very beginning, right? Is that you can talk all day long about all of these goals want to accomplish and all of this busy work that you have to get done. But if it is not making you money, M-O-N-E-Y, if it is not making you money, then you're doing yourself a disservice and fooling yourself by keeping yourself busy on all the wrong things that's making you zero dollars. And this is something that we must embrace and we must understand. This is why I'm I'm trying my very best to get you to understand why it's important for you to get into the CEO role, even if it's just you. 
You've got to know how to effectively work as a solo entrepreneur. You've got to learn how to be a solo CEO, okay? Now, as a solo CEO, you still need to delegate tasks, right? And this doesn't mean that you're going to have full-time employees, but there need to be people who um, are available to you because you've researched them, you've established a relationship with you. There has to be people that you're able to delegate tasks to. Yes, you're going to have to spend some money, but there can also be all the tasks involved, right? You still need to develop resources for yourself, and you still need to develop a power team. And that's what I was just saying, a power team of individuals consisting of, for example, um, a web designer, a content writer, a virtual assistant, a graphic designer, whatever those people are that you need to have based on the industry that you're in, you need to develop a relationship with them early because when you need that service provided to you at a moment's notice, you need to try and find someone that is going to take you time to establish a relationship with. You need to do it now, establish a relationship with them now. <coughs> okay, so with that said, let's look at mastering your goals and really what's involved in mastering your goals because, again, some people, the goals that they have set may not even be pertaining to making the money. And when you're in business, it has to be about making money. Excuse me for a minute, ladies. I think the sea air is actually bothering my allergies. Okay, I'm back. I've reset. So writing your business vision is the first thing you need to know about mastering your goal. If you thought that's what I was going to say, you're right. <clears throat> There's nothing more important to me than relaying to all of you how urgent it is for you to be clear on the business vision that is what it is that you want to experience within a given time frame. This is urgent. And I find that a lot of people set goals, but they don't have a vision. And one of the reasons why they are not able to accomplish the goals is because there is no vision to assist with giving a broader view to line up the goals with. They don't know what they are actually pursuing the goals for because the goals are all scattered, segmented. And so, again, you first, as a CEO of your company, you must be completely clear on the goals you're trying to accomplish for your business. Now, this is going to sound familiar because I've mentioned it several times, but when you are planning out your business, you really should consider planning it out for the year. That's why every July, August timeframe, I start talking about business strategic planning, because usually it's around that time that you've had enough months to run your business for the year to know where you need to improve, what needs to happen. It's time to look at where the business needs to go for the next year. To start jotting down notes, start figuring out what is it that you want to implement in your business for the next year. Very, very important. With that said, Okay, again, your business vision should be what it is that you want to experience within a given time frame. It's so 
also best to bullet point your goals in a list format to help with removing the fuss and drilling down to what it is that you really want. So <clears throat> if you're new in business, then do you even have your business foundation set? What is the business foundation? Well, it's based on your business industry, and it's the things that you know must be in place before you start pushing your business out there. So perhaps be your vision is to envision the business foundation, which is composed of several, several things to accomplish before you actually push your business out there. If you're in business, then your business vision might be to see a new website. Uh, a website that's more interactive and more engaging. You would like to start having a website that's just not static, meaning just providing core information about your business, but you want people to perhaps be engaging with a blog that you're going to start on your business website. So that could be one of your visions. Um, but another vision could be, hey, we've got to increase our sales goals. Our sales goals need to be up by this percentage or this amount. This is the amount of money that I need to see coming into the business for this year or this quarter. So it's important for you to know what it is that you need to experience in your vision but I, what I, for business. But what I can say is that <clears throat> visioning works a little bit different in business because You've got to be envisioning the success of the business and what is it going to take for that business to be successful. So almost always sales, marketing, and money have to be involved in experiencing that vision, which is so very, very important, okay? Now, the structure, the support structure of visioning, I want to share that with you as we talk about springing your business into success, I want to share with you as the CEO what the structure of visioning should be like. So when you set your vision, the first thing that you're going to do with that vision is you're going to um, set milestones, okay, which is a deadline you would like to see the vision accomplished. And I, I, as a side note, I should let you know that your vision can be visions with an S. It doesn't have to be one vision. A lot of times people see vision as this, this long distance masterful thing that you fulfill in your lifetime, like this once in a lifetime thing that is going to get done 20 or 30 years from now. But that's not true. God gives us visions consistently. Some people receive visions every single day of what it is that they should be implementing and doing in their business and their personal life. So you should know that as a business owner, you're going to have multiple visions. You're going to have things that you want to, um, that you want to accomplish. Okay. So, but you should make sure that you write a milestone, a deadline for each of your visions. And the next thing that happens in the vision structuring is that you should write goals down to support vision. Okay. Uh, and for each of the goals that you write down, you need to also set a milestone or deadline for those goals. But if it can't be the same deadline that you set for the visions, right? It has to be separate and it should be before the vision deadline. And then after you've written down your goals, and this is very important for each goal, you have to write down tasks to accomplish it, okay? For each of your goals to, in order for them to be fulfilled, and accomplish, they need tasks. Tasks are what ignite your whole process. They are the spark under your vision fire, for lack of a better word, right? 
So you need to identify any challenges. Once you write all the tasks that are required, you need to identify any challenges to accomplishing those tasks. You need to find solutions to those challenges. You need to determine if you will delegate or keep the task yourself. And you need to schedule the task in your planner. And this is what I talk about a lot about just busy being busy, because sometimes you can look in your planner and see all these busy things, but none of them have a darn thing to do with you making money. And so this is why it's so important that when you schedule your tasks or when you schedule follow-up, because you've delegated the task, then these are the things that are going to make you money. And that's why it's so important for you to follow a structured system, okay? You need to understand and know that goals are the foundation to manifesting your business vision. You have to make your vision plain and write it down. And that's what God talks about in Habakkuk as he explains, write your visions, you know, Make it plain. Very, very important for you to write it down. And I like to look at it this way. Your visions are in your mind, in the spiritual realm of who you are. When you write it down on paper, you actually transfer your vision from the spiritual realm to the earthly realm where you are, where you can take action to it and start doing some things. And so that's the way you, you might want to start looking at it. I'm transferring my vision, my gift of what has been given to me from the realm to the earthly realm. And now I'm writing it down and I'm ready to take action to it. And that's where manifestation actually occurs. So becoming a master in goal setting is going to help you to lead your business to the next level. You better believe it will. Um, but when you're focused on everything else other than the goals that are going to be making money for you, it's not going to happen. And this is why I say you have to look at goal setting from the uh, bird's eye view of a, of a CEO. You've got to start knowing what your position is as the CEO of your company. You've got to start knowing what are the goals that really count for my business because I just don't want to be busy being busy, Okay. And the other thing I wanted to quickly share with you is understanding the important role of task and the drill down effect of task. Because remember, you have the vision, then you have goals that support the vision, and then for each goal, tasks support the goal. So remember that they support your goals and start the implementation process in getting goals accomplished. But before you can schedule your task, you must ensure that there are challenges to your task being completed because having a task that has challenges is like not accomplishing the goal, right? Hold on. And so you definitely want to make sure, again, that you understand this hierarchy system, okay? Very, very important. I also want you to be clear on the role you in accomplishing each task. I can't tell you enough about that. You need to determine right away when you set a task if it is going to be delegated or if you're going to keep it and do it yourself. Now, what I need to let you know is that even if you are in, incredibly talented at doing whatever task that you have, that you have written down, you as the CEO may not get to it for a while. There might be other pressing issues, and so you might keep saying to yourself, I can get it done. I can get it done. However, what's going to happen is that you won't get it done. And so this is why you need to understand um, delegating. 
it's important to have others that you will be able to to. And you say, I know, Trina, but what if I can't delegate to anybody right now? What if I can't delegate? Well, that's when, if you're a solo entrepreneur, that's when you have to then divide up your time between being the lover, the manager, the that's CEO. You have to make sure that you've given yourself enough time to handle the management and the labor side of the business um, and accomplish those tasks. Because if you don't, it's not going to get done. So it's important for you to understand that role that you're going to play. And as I said before, I think sometimes we can use that excuse. I don't have the money to pay people. I can't get people to help me. But I want to just quickly share a short story with you. Um, I actually needed some graphics work done. This was years ago. I needed graphics work done. And I was just complaining up a storm, remember? And that's, that's one of the things that I've learned from Joyce Meyer. You know, let your and words match in order to accomplish something. And so I was just going, you know, who's going to do the graphics work? Who's going to do this for me? I don't have anybody. I, the money is not in the budget. You know, I was saying all kinds of things. And someone recommended to me that I go to one of the graphic design colleges and talk with the dean or someone in charge, explain to them about the project and to see if they had a student that wouldn't want something like that in their portfolio, you know, give them a head start. I did exactly that, and I found a student who was able to do the graphics work. This was a conference I was putting on. They did the graphics work. They were so excited, and they were very stick-to-itive with it, and they finished that project um, before time, before the deadline that I set, and I'm very, very excited, and that saved me the money that I thought, or, or the money that I thought I needed, I didn't need, because the student provided the work, and of course, I, in exchange, provided a great letter of reference, allowed them to put that in their portfolio, and so it was a, it was a good thing all the way around. And so what I'm saying is that as women, we can allow money to get in the way sometimes, and when we allow that to get in the way, we hold ourselves back from our full potential of leading our companies because a good CEO, ladies, is never going to say what they don't have. They're just going to say, I'm having a challenge with this, but I'm overcoming it because we're going to find, we're going to find a workaround for that. And if you, if you let your thoughts match whatever it is that you want to accomplish, let your thoughts and your words match, then you're going to make it happen. How many CEOs do you think actually had all of the money they needed to make their projects happen and they're now multi-million dollar corporations? A lot, right? Bill Gates, for one, he, he was working out of a garage, right? Handing out cookies that she made out of the kitchen. So again, it's up to you to be the right type of CEO for your business. So I hope that what I'm sharing with you is going to help you to better structure things. And, you know, you've got to be holding yourself accountable as the CEO. All goals and tasks must be written and contained in the workflow system, right? And you definitely have to make sure that you are properly delegating. And most of all, that you're focusing on what's important in your business. So here are just a few tips for me that I think are going to help you. Always, but always set a deadline for all goals and tasks, okay? Schedule follow-up time for each task not accomplished within one day, okay? Very important. Work on your tasks and projects in 45-minute increments. Stop trying to 
stop procrastinating so much that you've you've uh, drove yourself right down to the cliff of the deadline. So now you've got to stay up all night, burn the midnight all, you know, you're in the red eye club all because you procrastinated and didn't do this task. You know, you should be working on your task in, in um, increments of 45 minutes and then move on to something else. And then the, and then the next day, 45 more minutes on this task. That way, at the end of the week, the task will get accomplished and you won't feel so overwhelmed because you tried to do everything in one day. The next thing is use your cell phone or an egg timer to keep you on target with working those 45 minutes of that task, okay? That's going to help you out a lot. Do not, during your 45 minutes of focus time on your task, do not check your email or answer your phone. Turn the phone off or put it on Do Not Disturb but do not answer it or do not do anything else but that task. Tip that I have is use the remaining 15 minutes because, you know, 45 minutes is 15 minutes shy of an hour. So use the remaining 15 minutes of the hour to walk away from the, from the desk and take a break. Okay, now that you have did a task for 45 minutes, now walk away before you start anything else new. And then schedule specific times to check messages and your emails. Stop checking messages and emails all day long. That's breaking into a lot of your time. As a matter of fact, experts say that checking emails and messages could be breaking into as much as four hours of your time every single day. Also, remember to schedule specific times to do your follow-up, right? Very, very important, specific times to do your follow-up. So, ladies, there you have it, mastering goal setting as the CEO of your business. I hope this information has been valuable to you and that you will not only listen to it, but that you will put it to good use. Tune in next Monday, April 16th at 12 noon Eastern as I continue to share more information on springing your business into success. This is your success coach, Trina Newby, saying success is definitely yours for the taking. Here's to positive choices that yield favorable results. Bye-bye, everybody.